What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. You're listening to episode 217. I am your host, Greg. I'm here tonight with Ryan and Tyler. We're going to have a bit of a compact episode tonight. Um, I'm just exhausted. Like, I had a work event today that I've stressed for the past, like, three weeks planning and it has not been fun, but it's over. So it was not tired. a social event is what you're saying. No, it was like a sales event. And I'm oh. just, I am very tight. That should not be a marketing job that there like should a be. Booth? No, no. Like a planned like lunch and learn kind of event where a bunch of our customers came to learn things. And it's mm. just it it's that shouldn't be a marketing job. That's you need an event planner or something like that. Because I stressed out for like two weeks. But luckily, like during this two weeks, the Red Wings have the weirdest ass schedule in the whole world. Like they were played two games. They were like off for five days, played another game. We're off for four more days. So like we also don't have a super ton to talk about. And then storylines start popping up. And then there was something that we really hated happened. So we're going to talk about that, too. Um, But you guys, you guys doing okay? Like everyone okay? Not too bad. I'm going through uh, chemical warfare over here because my small human likes to get me sick and give me a chest cold. So that's always fun. Other than that, I'm fine. That's great. Yeah, allergies started up here already. So I'm I'm like I'll take allergies over a freaking chest cold. Yeah, I mean I agree, but they both suck, as we can both probably both agree on. You can take Zyrtec for allergies. It de- yeah, but it depends. Like because we've had such a mild winter, they're kind of starting earlier, which is awesome, as we all know. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, but again, remember you. you you are young, <laughs> and uh, you you can deal with it. That's all. That's all we have to say. Power through, Tyler. I, I believe in you. You don't have any kids there to make it worse. Yeah, we have gremlins that bring home ces- cesspool that are just cesspools of germs and disease, and they bring it all home. And now it's, a, oh, it's still 4-2. So 4-2, second intermission, and we suck. But we have a few things to talk about, and I think we're going to start off the top. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about Sebastian Cosa. We're going to talk about Simon Edmondson. Uh, Denver's season is now over, so we're going to mention Carter Mazer. We've, we have stuff to talk about. <laughs> what a disaster. We'll touch on Mazer first. Yeah, so Denver's season is over. They are out of the NCAA tournament. University, for those that yes. are confused by chance. Car- if you're confused, I have other questions. But Carter Mazer is a, one of the top Red Wings prospects right now. Fantastic forward. We we not. I'm not going to say we because I don't want to talk for you guys, but I have billed him as like a Tyler Bertuzzi replacement kind of plays with the grit plays with the edge. I think a play up and down the lineup has shown he has a really good offensive touch and he is not signed to a contract because he's been in uh, college. He's been playing for Denver. So there's a chance now, I think within the next week he should be signed. Uh, George, thanks to George Malik on Twitter pointed it out that like the season's over. So now like, do we expect him to turn pro and I don't see why they would waste any time locking him up when he's been fantastic. His development path has really taken off and he's just found his game. So I don't see why. Why not? I'm shaking my head. No, because I think that within by the weekend, he should be signed. Whether he should have a decision, whether he's going back to Denver again or he's turning pro. I think there should be a decision by this weekend. Wasn't that, that what Greg that's just, just said? That's just what I said. I said within. Didn't the, you say next week? I said within the week. Oh, with it. Okay. Use your that listening ears, like I tell my daughter. Use He's your listening in ears. Mode right now, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Tyler. Tyler left his mind in the bathroom, apparently. 
but oh, it's God. it's uh yeah i i think he should he should sign and he's not they're not not going to sign him because he's literally one of the promising offensive for like i can count on one hand how many forward prospects we have that are anywhere close to nhl ready and um it's probably two so it or maybe three so if you count soderbloom is still a NHL ready prospect, even though he's played games. So then I'm going to say three. But other than that, I mean, you don't really have any guys in Grand Rapids that are slated to be full time NHL players anytime soon besides Soderblom. So and, and I mean, some people will argue cross Hannes. He's still got work to do. Maybe he gets a couple games next year, but not going to be a full time wing. The rest of the guys are in the SHL. Marco Casper's over there. And, and even that, like it's Casper. So Carter Mazur, I think, is one of, is probably the second closest to the NHL uh, if you uh, that is in America currently. And I could see him getting games next season. I could see him trying to push for a spot in preseason, in training camp. And I think, like like you said, Tyler, and I guess I'll credit you for it because you didn't understand what I was saying, <laughs> that I think he'll be signed within the week. And I, I'm not sure if they'll play him in Grand Rapids because I'm pretty sure Grand Rapids is f- pretty firmly out of a playoff spot. Could play him in Detroit, couldn't you? You could, but there's not really any reason to. I mean, it, I'm not saying that they they should or anything like that, but I mean, you've seen it before with the Kaiser, you've seen it with I know and and I guess in those cases it's it's basically to help the team now, but I mean, if you want to see what you got in garbage time i mean i don't see if it would hurt if he was a college free agent if he was a college free agent i'd say they'd play him now but he's not he's a prospect that is true yeah he is a prospect mccarr was was a a draft pick and then mcavoy i believe was a draft pick he's also still only 20 yeah he's young the kaiser was older yep kaiser was a a free agent right yep yeah so i i I wouldn't throw mazer up here i mean I, i would assume this is again me pure speculation that if he does sign it, it'll be for the, the upcoming season for his ELC. That to me, that makes the most sense. Why waste or not waste it per se, but why force the issue? Let him just go. He's finished the school year up. Let him now just go get in the gym. And this is even if he wants to leave. The team has a good way of saying like, hey, man, you're good. And you actually have a chance of making the team next season. And if you don't, you'll be in Grand Rapids and you'll like be a first call up. And that's that kind of sticks with you. And that's where you kind of make the decision at that point to go pro because he can still finish school. It's just he's not going to be in school to finish school. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens there. But again, I think he's probably in North American prospects or prospects in North America. He's right behind Soderblom for forwards. I mean, he's above for for me. He's above Cross Hannes. He's a step above because he's been oh. he's been playing in the even in, with Han- Hannes playing. I think so. And and Hannes has been hurt for uh, a bit now and he had to have surgery. But I think Mazur plays a more complete game than Cross Hannes. And I I see where you're going with it. I think that he's he's a more complete player. And Hannes, yeah, has some pretty goals and he has uh, an offense, an offensive talent in him. But I think he still has quite a bit of work to do on the defensive side of the puck. And as we have seen, Lalone is like a defense first kind of guy. He wants all of his forwards to be playing defense. So uh, unless Hannes can pop that up and just like really, really work on it, then that's great. Then you have three prospects that are ready to go. But 
Um, you've got Soderbloom, who who should be on the team full time next season. You've got Hannes, who if he really, really improves and comes in hot in preseason, he could push for a spot potentially. And I think Mazer could push for a spot as well. This season at University of Denver, Carter Mazer in 40 games played has 22 goals and 15 assists for 37 points. Last season in 41 games played, he had 14 goals and 24 assists for 38 points. So he is scoring more, assisting less. They're leaning on him more for his for goal scoring, and he's bringing it, which is good. And if you remember the World Juniors last year, in five games played, he had five goals and two assists for seven points. So he's putting up the numbers. He's improved offensively. He's wearing an A for the University of Denver this season, so the leadership is there. And I think it's he is one of my more exciting prospects to watch is Carter Mazur. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens, like I said, within the week that he is probably going to be signed. Uh, but I, I do think that he'll probably be signed for his ELC starting in the 2023-24 season. I don't have any reason to start his ELC this season because I they're they're not going to plan on playing him anywhere. I wouldn't think. Just gonna- yeah, he was one of the better players. I went to the Frozen Four last year in um, in Boston because it was here, and he was he was a catalyst and one of the reasons why they knocked off number one Michigan. And then you know they they got down against Minnesota State and they came back and won that game. And he was a huge part of that too. He's he's a damn good player. I know he's really good at the college level. I really do think it'd be good at the NHL level too. I'll take it. They need that hockey IQ and drive more than anything. So there's a lot of times where you watch Swings games right now and you're like, why did you just make that play? And unfortunately, that's with sometimes everyone on the ice, not just a handful of guys. So I, I would be very okay with him signing, getting it deferred to next fall him going into a full off-season workout regime and then coming to camp ready to roll. If he's not in Detroit, I'm not upset. If he's in Grand Rapids, so be it. Make them better. Start building. A workout what now, Ryan? Regime. No, no. Or, wow, regimen. word. Regimen. Regimen. Thinking Usually the I'm the there. one messing up the words, right? <laughs> a workout Yeah, you know, regime, regimen. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking of the wrong thing. Like spelled kind English of English language right? is stupid. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you there. So the other prospect we want to cover tonight is Sebastian Cosa. And holy shit, Sebastian Cosa. And and I worried because I pulled stats for for recording on Monday and we ended up having to to push, but they haven't played. So like that's the other thing is Toledo's got like a wor- even worse schedule than the Red Wings right now because they've been off for what, four days, five days. And then they play three in a row, which makes no sense how is that okay how's that allowed the echl i guess doesn't know how to schedule is that the problem like it doesn't i mean i get back to backs but three in a row doesn't make sense to me yeah it's just because of the the travel and stuff like that they cut down on the travel. i mean think about the ahl they just do the weekend series where the echl tries to do three and three just to get it done and over with it's not good for the guys though. Like that's they don't give. Yeah, a that's shit. where my head's at. No, it's, no, the, the guys do. The, the league. No, doesn't. the guys do. Of course, I'm just saying the 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 They've owners. They got three and, in a row this weekend and three in a row next weekend. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention enough to realize that that's common because they finished the season that way. Yeah, that yeah. is common in the ECHL. The other thing about the ECHL, I mean, at least they get the week off though. Yeah, but I would don't want a week off. You you relax too much having a week off. But again, yeah, I don't want true. three in a row, but that's also why the ECHL, the, each team carries like five goalies. Well, here's what's insane. insane. They go 
They've got this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Following week, April 7th, Friday, because that's Easter weekend. No weekend games. And then followed up the final week of the year, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, three three game stints are terrible. But they have one game in two weeks. Sebastian Cosa is not terrible. Uh, he has won now 10 in a row. And in those 10, he has a 9.65 save percentage and a 1.0 goals against. Like, that is absolutely insane. He has found his game. He's turned it on. They're going to ride him all the way to a championship. I feel like that's what's going to happen in Toledo or get pretty damn close. Him and Lothaman, man, if I said that correctly, so I apologize if I butchered it, which is not out of the ordinary. They have been awesome. Yeah. What would you say, Ryan? 18 in a row they've won now? Yep. There's a good article in the Toledo Blade today from uh, Mark Monroe. If you don't follow him, he is a fantastic follow, especially because he covers the walleye very in depth. Uh, but yeah, they're at 18 game winning streak, the longest in the 35 year history of the ECHL. And there actually is a historian that thinks it is the local pro, pro hockey historian, Dan Savig, believes it's the longest winning streak in Toledo pro hockey history, which dates back to 1947. Yeah, and That's I mean, insane. a lot of it is and again, you normally get a hot goalie and then you ride the hot goalie and they've got two hot goalies, which is really helping them out a ton. And and we talk about like, OK, we, we look at this and you go, Huso, we got Huso. That's that's great. Huso has been good. And even though there's a bunch of people that were like shitting on Huso today for no reason. But Huso has been good. And then you get Helberg in and Helberg's been eh, is OK. A few games. And now we they brought Ned in tonight and on an emergency recall and they put him in net and he gives up like one of the softest goals I've seen him give I'm up. I'm not going to give him shit for that goal. It was a <laughs> great lofted breakaway great. attempt. Great. Great play by St. Louis. Now, do I want to see the save? Yes, but it was his first shot on a, and it was a breakaway. I'm not giving him shit. I'm not going to shit on him for that. So, yeah, but I mean, he was sent to Grand Rapids for a reason, though. That's the sure. whole thing. But I, 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 I would... I'm going to be critical of Ned. No doubt about it. Because he just wasn't very good this year. And he's probably gone at the end of the season. Yeah. But, I mean, he's probably. done. He's been up and down in Grand Rapids. But you look at the stat line alone, it's not too bad. But he comes up here. That goal, I'm not putting on him. Okay. We'll just put all the other ones before that go on him. So we'll okay, do that. <laughs> and, and we talked about Carter Hart. So there are possibilities out there. But people were saying, man, Kosa in the ECHL. And there were people that were giving him crap for for how he had played in the ECHL. And it's we look at the schedule. It's not an easy schedule. It's hard. And transition from one league to another is hard for skaters. Yeah, but I think it's much harder for goalies because moving from juniors where you don't get a lot of defense uh, and then you move to something like the ECHL where it's a faster game the guys are bigger they've been playing for much longer you've got to get used to that different style of play and when you're the goalie you're the last line in defense and it took kosa a while to adapt and he had some really good games and then he'd have a couple off ones and then be really good again and people there's a lot of people that just look at the numbers they look at his his save percentage and his goals against average and they go wow he's been terrible and you go no you've got to watch the games and now you can look at him and you, there's no way in hell you can say, wow, Kosa's been terrible. No, Kosa's been, right now, probably the best goalie in the ECHL currently is Sebastian Kosa. 
And I think next season that the Grand Rapids job is his to take, but he's still a couple years from being a backup in Detroit, at least. And that's okay. And that's okay. And we can fill in in the meantime. But this is what you want to see from the guy that you traded up to get that a bunch of people are going to spend time doubting because it's a goalie. It's a prospect. And when they don't put up good numbers, people bitch. But there's a lot of more in Detroit already. This guy's a bust. And like it or not, you're going to continue to hear. You hear the people on YouTube. You hear the the writers. and, And, you know, fair or not. You know, people said that the Wings should have taken Jesper Wallstad at that point in time where people were saying that he's the next Andre Vasilevsky where, you know, still possible, but both of it's it is still possible that both of them are good goalies. For our sake, we it hope is possible, that Kosa is better. It's not possible. They are both good goalies. They are, they are both good, but I'm simple. saying like we hope that they are both, you know, really good goalies and, and they were worthy of where they were selected. So, I mean fair or not, people are going to always say, oh, well, maybe they should have taken Wallstad. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that at this point. It's way too early to know. But, I mean, Kosa's looked like fucking unstoppable the last, what, month and a half, two months now. So, I mean, it's really encouraging to see. You got to imagine at the beginning of the season when he got sent down there, it it was kind of awkward, right? I mean, because you're too good for juniors, but there's not enough space for you in the AHL. So you end up in, you know, what a lot of people call the cheddar, the fucking ECHL. So, I mean, like it probably wasn't like fantastic for him to hear, especially given the fact he played some preseason games, the wings, then, you know, he played with Grand Rapids for a little bit and then they sent them down. He's like, yeah, you know, so, I mean, I, I got it, but the fact that he's, really kind of taken the reins and been fantastic down there. I mean, that's great to see, and it's good going into next year. Maybe he's a starter in Grand Rapids. The the biggest thing to me is he's taken it all in stride, and the confidence level for him hasn't wavered. No, and it's like, really – I feel like that, it's calmed him down. Yeah. It, we knew going in that Iserman and the the group stated very clearly, we want him in the position that's going to get him the most minutes playing time and just being that go-to guy as the goalie that wasn't going to happen in Grand Rapids the Ned situation definitely did not help that at all but you gotta think that if that if Ned was playing well Helberg would still be in Grand Rapids so it's kind of damned if you do damned if you don't but like you said Tyler going back to junior wouldn't have helped him I know none of us were fans of him going to Toledo but at the same time you look at how he's performed and the fact that he's actually been eating it up it's worked out great now we can bitch and moan about that all day it's it's whatever i don't think that we were necessarily wrong but it is what it is he's getting playing time and he's taking advantage of it and he's fucking crushing it that's what matters the most out of it hey man the wall i gotta sell some tickets too even though they have one of the best fan bases in the echl i don't i think they've gone the last couple of years with sellouts haven't they like that's why i said i mean between the mud hens and the walleye the both of those those two teams uh, down in Toledo. I mean, they they have a fantastic following. Yeah, I've been to a walleye game forever, and every time I've talked about it with someone, they've been within the last year or two. It's they just absolutely love it. Yeah, I think it's all about though taking that confidence step by step to the next level. So like you dominate this level, you're almost guaranteed to move up to the next level because 
I feel like in Grand Rapids that their goalie situations in flux, like they've had Ned for a lot of the season and they're basically counting Ned now as their starting goaltender in Grand Rapids. Which so, is fair. Which they've is also been it's terrible fair. in front of them. Sure. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward there. But like if you grab that confidence there and you build it and you can move up to the next, hopefully it can carry forward with you. And then you just have a fantastic season as hopefully the starter in Grand Rapids. But there's another Red Wings prospect that is gaining confidence and is now getting another shot. But we will talk about that right after we come back from our quick commercial break uh, and our sponsor message from DraftKings. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose. Only DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. And we're back. And what we kind of want to talk about now is our, our I mean, our big prospect. He's, he came up. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Simon Edvinson is officially a Detroit Red Wing on the ice. He was officially a Detroit Red Wing when he signed the contract, but he's up now and he's in game three. He has his first goal and in his third game and he sat last game because he got uh, hip checked in the leg by Radko Gudis. I didn't like it. I mean, uh, it was it was an OK hit. I just didn't like the hit. Plus, I don't like Radko Gudis. So uh, at first, it- fucking rat. At first, it looked like a dirty hit, but then seeing the replay, I I gotta agree with Mick there. Like that was a good hit. He got the hip into him, took him down. Like that was all it was. I'm just never a fan of taking a leg out. That to yeah, me, it's always kind of like, did you have to like take his leg out? It, if you think about it, though, he wasn't gonna take the leg out. He was going through the body. It was it was almost a great move by Edvinson to avoid it altogether, and that's why it ended up being on on the leg. If it's anyone else, it's probably in the midsection. Yeah, so he he sat out a game. Gustav Lindstrom slotted back in. Uh, we won. That was the thing. Like we we won that game in a shootout, like off four uh, four rounds of a shootout. But he's looked good in every game. They like he's clearly NHL ready. He has developed oh, enough to absolutely. be NHL ready. We had thought that maybe Albert Johansson would get the call up. Johansson's been injured in Grand Rapids, so there wasn't a chance there. But he's come up. He's made every uh, everything he could make of this opportunity he's having up to scoring a goal. And Newsy even said he was, like, he was like our best defenseman in the second game that he played was probably the best defenseman that was out there. And and he's doing the right things more. So I normally say if you're if you're talking about a defenseman, it's pro- it's either a they're overperforming or B they're they're doing really bad and the the good defenseman or the average defenseman you're not talking about them because they're not making mistakes i feel like albert johansson is going to be the kind of defenseman that you don't really talk about because he's doing his job edvinson is doing his job but in three games is showing that high level of talent that he was drafted for which is i think really exciting because it's kind of like I'm not going to put him at the same level, but it's kind of like what Mo did when Mo came in and he started and he uh, got his first few games. He looked really good. 
And that's what Edvinson is doing. And there, I mean, a, a couple missteps, which is fine. You're still shaking out the jitters. He's taken a couple pen- penalties, which is going to be expected because he's still getting used to the game. But you can clearly see that he's got it. And, and he's looked fantastic out there. No, the best, best part, too, is you mentioned how you don't want to talk about a defenseman typically. He's doing it because he's making some pretty plays. Like, plain and simple. He broke up a potential 2-on-0 earlier tonight by di- full extension dive, hitting the puck off toward the boards. Now, the goal against, you could argue, that we were talking about with Ned, that got played over top of him and Osterley. I didn't see the entire sequence leading up to it, but it looked like a loose puck one. Guy was from St. Louis just taking off, and they got him over top. Nothing you could do there. But more often than not, there's been several plays tonight in particular he has stepped up at the blue line and knocked a puck down out of midair, played it down to himself, kept it alive either around the boards. He made a real sweet pass to someone. I forget who it was in the middle of the ice, but he's been so effective at his pinches in particular. That's where I think it's standing out of what he can do for this team offensively as he goes moves along because they need that spark. If you can get a guy that can do that without putting you in a precarious situation, you're in a great spot. And we've seen it with Cider. Now we've also seen it backfire with Cider. But I think with Edvinson, his skating is elite. And he's been able to get himself out of any oh shit moments. But so far to this point, his shot's been great. He's been able to create offense. He's kind of looking a little bit like Wallman sometimes. He's able to dance around the blue line. Not saying he's as agile because he's bigger. Uh, he's a lot bigger. But the guy, the fact that he is that big, making those moves, creating some space for himself. And that's the key part. He is creating space. Now, he needs to put on about 20 pounds, but that's going to come with time. And I'm not too worried about it per se. But overall, I am without trying to show the, the love of, and bias of Simon Evanson, I'm in love with the way he has played so far in a couple of games. The biggest thing now we fit, we look at. Sorry, Tyler. I'm kind of I'm on a on a roll here. Um, the, how long does he stay in Detroit? I like the point that Mario made a little bit ago. Do you spread him out? Do you keep him in Detroit the rest of the season, but you spread it out so he only plays nine games the, the rest of the way? I would. You got six more games to play with. You can rest him every other, make it an official call up. Is that? Yeah. I. I would say I think it depends on what happens with Johansson. If Johansson comes back and is healthy and can play, I might want to see him for a couple games. Well, now you could do both. both you you could Good. and you could sit Jordan Osterley, but it you only get so many official call ups. It's like four official call ups from the trade deadline to the end of the season. You can use emergency call ups if someone is hurt. That's how Ned came up on an emergency and. And you Dal could do Simon that. Was currently here. Yeah, and you could do that. So, I mean, it's because they it's haven't possible. changed him, correct? He's I, still an emergency call up. I don't think they have because Ned is also an emergency call up. So I don't. Well, think, I haven't seen an official so. tweet or correspondence saying that Simon's an actual like regular call up yet. That's why I was curious. Yeah, Unless they I were, just missed it. They were discussing it like it, it had been discussed, but I hadn't seen anything past the. Uh, Lalone will it, it, they're deciding whether or not to to use a call up on him. So it's it'll yeah. be interesting. I mean, my my take on Edvinson, uh, I mean, like it, 
he's exactly what you guys said. He's a guy that you don't really notice when he's out there unless it's good things. Did he just um, take a penalty, by the way? Well, well fuck me you, then, I guess. If he right? did, it'd be a <laughs> second of the night. But, I think he I mean, might have. Sorry, Tyler. You know what? It's okay, but because he's learning at the NHL level, and that's all you could ask for. I mean, he was drafted two years ago, right? So, I mean, that's pretty damn good. And considering the way he's looked, I can't really see a scenario in which he starts in Grand Rapids next year. I would think he would start in Detroit. Oh, no. As... I think the Grand Rapids train has sailed. Yeah, I, I agree. So train then, has sailed? You know, the, tra- the train has sailed, right? <laughs> The, the train has you know sailed. What? No, I don't the, even care. The, the train has left the fucking the yard or whatever the fuck. Holy but, shit! I mean, how bad are you guys at expressions? The train <laughs> has left the station, or the, the station, ship has right. sailed. This is what the happens when the sailed. train no, has but, left the yard. What the? Where does that come from? I don't from? need your big brain theories right now, Greg. You guys have met my fire plug of a roommate, Dan, and he fucking comes in and like we're we haven't really met him. him. We've just heard him. We're watching the Colorado game, or maybe it wasn't the Colorado game. I forget what game it was, but it was one of the games. And and Edvinson was playing. He's like, "Who is this big Victor Hedman looking motherfucker?" Dan Dan holds nothing back. He's like, "Dude, he's really fucking good." And then he starts looking him up. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's right. That was one of the drafts that I kind of kind of whiffed on and didn't really watch a lot of." But I mean, yeah, he really has been good. Um, I agree with you. I think that they should just call him up officially and and keep him, um, you know, as up here the rest of the season. I mean, what's he doing in Grand Rapids at this point? They're not going anywhere. It's not like they're they're gearing up for a cup run or anything like that. So no. I mean, I don't see why why you wouldn't. You just have to spread it out so you don't burn that first year of the ELC. Yeah, and that's the thing is that the ELC is the important part. So there's a bunch of people who are like, well, just do it. I think. With the guys you have coming no. up and the contracts no. you're signing and, and you've got Casper on a contract, you're going to want to spread these out so that your cap hits aren't all happening at the same time. Like you're not all like all these guys are not going to need new contracts at the same, same time. And Iserman had kind of said like, hey, we want to get he's alluded to wanting to get Cider done at the end of the season, which I think they should. We had talked about maybe holding off on Raymond. And if you could just delay Edvinson's um, EL experience expiration of his elc by one year you're going to do yourself a favor in spreading out that cap hit but hey maybe the cap will go up eventually oh my god i can't even never again do we want to get into angry times now so that's simon edmondson like he's been fantastic and he's going to be fantastic um and it's just i mean we're seeing little bits of it now and it's it's really really promising and i'm i'm excited to see him full-time in Detroit next season, and I want to see him on a second pair. That's what I want to see. I want to see him move up. If I think we had said if Olimata and Ben Sherratt's your third pair at the end of or at the beginning of next season, I think you're doing really well for yourself. Yeah. So, um, but but we're gonna get angry. Okay, ready? Uh, and this is the way we're gonna end the show, and we're not gonna dwell oh. on it just because if we do, we could do pro- we could probably do an entire episode about this. Where we oh, just easily could. yell obscenities about this, but we uh, should have started with this to end happy. Gary Bettman continues his Sucks. train of fucking awful decisions for this league. He wants this league to be amazing, and then just continues to make the most dumbass decision ever, um, including signing fanatics for ten years as the official jersey of the NHL, starting in the 2024-25 season. And like the on ice jersey plus I plus the replicas 
So your shitty replicas are still going to be there. And then you're on ice product and people are like, well, it's not going to be that big of a difference because it's going to be the same uh, the same place manufacturing them and everything. But like fanatics like there, there's no way they're just taking the Adidas design like that's an Adidas designed jersey. Adidas isn't going to say, yeah, just take the design. Who cares? Yeah, but Adidas kind of took Reeboks. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They changed everything. They redesigned the the shoulders and everything. The idea, like the the material and the the same factory, they were still made in the same factory. Oh, much. Yeah, and Reebok are the same company, basically. There's still a very big difference between the Reeboks and the. No, I I I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just saying, like the idea of the jersey wasn't anything like the CCM or anything like that. It was still very similar. The idea in the fact that it is still a jersey, yes, that is that is what is similar between the Reebok and Adidas is they are both shirts with long sleeves that players wear. Lightweight. I think that the problem is that Fanatics has such a terrible and this goes back to like, do they do research on anything? No. Do they sit down with a team of people and say, hey. Is this a smart idea? And we learned it about TikTok Kid. Remember TikTok Kid? I think this is the third time we've talked about him this season. They did zero fucking research. And if they would just talk to four people, I guarantee if they talk to five people that have Fanatics brand stuff, four of the five would tell you to stay as far away as possible from Fanatics branded stuff, from it uh, having designs that literally peel off after one wash countless misspellings of names month-long shipping times when they say things are in, that when they say things are in stock uh wrong sizing either too big or too small on the same sized product and uh what was there was a new york rangers shirt they shipped out uh, with a new rangers in, uh, uh, like logo and, and everything new york and islanders, islanders the, on the everything shirt. else was the rangers so it it's like they don't care Oh, Evanson getting to a spat. But you're going to go ahead and you're going to give them a 10 year contract to when you've the got jerseys. a Twitter handle out there that is literally fanatic sucks. 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 Yeah, you are garbage. And literally every video that comes out like uh, Shannon, who's the hockey guy on, on YouTube, literally like I felt like he was going to cry. He's one of the biggest Jersey guys uh, like on the face of the, the planet. Hockey guy. Yeah, the hockey guy. I thought he was going to cry because he's like literally one of the biggest Jersey guys on the face of the planet. And it's just, it, you know, a decision is not Rowan good. That pissed off about it too. You know, you've gone fucked up. Well, you know, a decision is not good that the second you tweet it like instant ratio instant. I didn't see one no. single tweet excited about this decision. I didn't see not any one. excited. I saw a couple neutral like, yeah, I've got some fanatic shirts and they're fine. But no, like, oh, oh my they're God, not yes. fine. they're not <laughs> fine. Here's the thing where, where I'm going to pump the brakes on it, kind of like the hockey guy did. I'm not going to steal what he said, but I'm going to kind of kind of agree with him. Let's wait and see what they do on the retail side, because the jerseys on the ice are going to be fine. We can all agree on that. The jerseys on the ice will be fine. Are they, though? The same- well, yes, sure, they're going to the be same facility in Canada, as the and we don't get slash those. Reebok slash CCM facility in Quebec. It's the same exact facility. They're they're going to probably have the same people making the jersey and everything like that. And I bet at the beginning, it's probably the same jersey as the Adidas, and they just slap fanatics on it. I guarantee that at the beginning, because when they switched from CCM slash Coho to Reebok, 
that was the same exact jersey for a couple of years. And then Reebok came out with the edge to the re- regular edge and then the edge 2.0. So we'll have to I'm make some say, adjustments to make it their own because the first thing that changed on the Reebok was the neckline. No, the, no, the first, the first, first one didn't of the ed, the before the edge, the regular Reebok jersey was the CCM jersey with the Reebok lettering on it. It was that vector. So we're gonna see one. the golf ball yeah, dimple because you can find like Henrik Zetterberg, um, like. You know, 06, because it was just 06, and then 07, they came out with the Reebok Edge, and then there was the Edge 1.0 and 2.0 and et cetera, et cetera. But anyways, what I'm saying, on the ice, I think they'll be fine. I think the biggest issue and where we all kind of care, you know, because we all buy jerseys still and stuff like that, is, is are they going to do what – are they going to do what they've done with – you know, other leagues where they mass produce like their fanatics. And then if you want to spend more, you can buy the pro. Then there's no middleman. Like, you know, like there is now where you have the fanatics. Uh, what is it? Breakaway or whatever. Then you literally, have they should the call one it the tear away now. Oh, they're one with the foldable logo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then they have the one where you, you can buy now, you know, the $209, $210, whatever the fuck it is. The, that one or then they have the you know the pro adidas one which you cannot get the made in canada ones unless I you're mean, rowing you can, but they're extremely rare to get and they're super expensive kind of like the reebok ones you couldn't get the reebok on ice ones either unless you knew people or you want to spend you know four hundred dollars on a jersey so my thing is i what i think they're going to do and this is my fear although it, it might it might not be a, such a bad thing where they only for fans, they only have the fanatic ones or they have the on ice ones that the players wear and they're like $400, but they're really good quality. And that's what they do. Because if you look at like the sweatshirts that they have, like the one that you have is fanatics. That one's okay. Right. But then they have the fanatics pro sweatshirts that the only the players have. And those look sweet. Those are very good. I can, I've got DK's hook, got me hooked up with one of those from training camp, and that one's on point. Yeah. And I have, I have the, uh, the sweatpants or the wind pants. Or is it Adidas? That might be Adidas branded. No, they're not. They're Fanatics. Is it Fanatics? Yeah. They're Because it's actually got like the elevated nice logo on it. Blah, blah. They have a couple things that, that like are going right for them, but they have so much negativity that they better get this right early. Or no one's gonna buy. It. I mean, I I've already said, man. Like, I won't buy the jersey. I will find everything on eBay or whatever else. I'm not buying a fanatics jersey. I'll wait. I'll wait and see see what they're like. And if they're decent, then maybe I'll buy one. But I'm not gonna buy one no. right away. I'm not. No. Yeah. So this is where we say, <laughs> get your blanks from Vintage Detroit. Your Adidas blanks, and then you can have whatever numbers put on them that you need to. Because I just I I can't trust them based on history alone. They could they could prove me wrong, but they have a lot, a lot to make up for. But the thing is, though, too, and, you know, hopefully for vintage Detroit's sake and everybody, um, you know, smaller like that, um, where fanatics will still sell blank jerseys to them, because in some cases, uh, I mean, Nike specifically for baseball, they went from just the like the old majestic, you know, like fan ones. They used to have the ones in the middle, and then they have the you know on-field ones, 
where now Fanatics makes the Nike ones. They're like the cheap hundred dollar ones or whatever. And then they then they have the four hundred and fifty dollar Nike elite jerseys or whatever. And there's no in between. So I think they're trying to cut the in between out, but hopefully you can still buy that, you know, on ice jersey where it's made in Canada and everything like that. That's really my hope. And then the other question is, and I don't know if you guys listen to the hockey guy or, or listen to what some people said, is Fanatics going to get into a situation where they, they say, you know what? Like I know in some arenas like Minnesota, they make you buy, like if you buy a jersey at the wild shop, it has Tria on it. It doesn't matter what jersey it is, blank, non-blank, it has the Tria advertisement right on it. So is that is Fanatics going to make you do that? Are they going to sell it? I think it that's team-specific. I think the teams It may decide not be, that. though, going forward, if it's a New Jersey deal, Gary Bettman may just say, you know, or, you know, whoever is making the decisions there may say, you know what, we're selling the jerseys with the advertisements because that's what the players were wearing on the ice anyways, so... I don't know. That's that's one concern I have too, because I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to be buying jerseys with advertisements on. No, I not unless they're SHL jerseys and have a million advertisements on them. That's the good. Bruins in Boston, they only sell the the Bruins, uh, the Adidas, like the two hundred fifty dollar ones, with the whatever their advertisement is on it. You can't find one without it. It's so stupid. Yeah, and Tyler, yeah, they did two full years of the CCM with the Reebok thrown on the back. NHLuniforms.com has uh, the year-by-year breakdown of what the the jerseys were. And the other thing that we kind of talk about when it comes to Fanatics, they've really kind of cornered the market. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And it makes it's a no monopoly. sense. Isn't it illegal to do that? No. Uh, but technically it's illegal if you're buying up all the other companies they are buying up all the companies they bought mitchell and ness they put uh um uh old-time hockey or all-time sports out of business they put all these companies out of business but they've still got competition from other big names so they're trying to make themselves as big as adidas and as big as nike they make the 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 jerseys for major league baseball and the nba sure they just slap the nike logo but the they, Nike swoosh. but they still have the competition, and I guess not much for, in the hockey space because apparently Nike didn't even put a bid in on the NHL Dude, jersey. It's gotten so. so bad that my friend is an Alabama fan, college football Alabama fan, and he said that the the Tide Shop that they used to have, it used to just be like the Tide Shop. Like if you're a Michigan fan, you have the M Den. Well, the Tide Shop is now a Fanatics experience. It's it's all it's just become that it's ridiculous. So you get to go in there and just like rip shirts apart and stuff. Yeah, is pretty that, much. Is that the experience you get when you go there? I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want the fanatic experience. I would have taken no. Nike. I would have taken. I mean, New Era. They talked about New Era for a while. Worst part is, is to avoid the fanatics experience, if you will. Is now you're going to have to be at the team store to get some of the insanely expensive branded gear and now you just don't it just sucks i mean hopefully vintage detroit or something will have branded gear that's you know not fanatics but i'm not gonna hold my breath at this point because it sucks because nhl just doesn't have like adidas was the outlet if you will for getting the t-shirt that wasn't fanatics branded now I mean, if you're at the games, you can typically get, I think, some Under Armour stuff. There is 
They have the new era hats again. That's the they other do have thing. New era. That's but that's team specific. They don't sell those online. I, I don't know if you've ever bought in a new era hat, but they suck. Or sorry, not a new era hat. A fanatics hat. They oh, suck. I was gonna say that's my favorite branded hat. I would say is new era. No, yeah, I agree. But the fanatic style hat. Oh my god, they're time out. Is Edmondson with cider right now? Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, it's Edvinson and Insider as uh, the top D pair. Well, I don't know if it's yeah, it's the top D well, pair. Well, Oster Lee just endeared himself to Wings fans for the rest of his career here uh, for going to bat in a fight for Edvinson. So beautiful. Anyways, well, uh, I'll just end, I guess, by saying that I'm in current discussions to get a CCM on ice jersey uh, currently for twenty five bucks. So that's that's Whoa. what they have it listed for a Larianoff CCM on ice jersey. Ooh. So we'll see if the person responds to me on Facebook Marketplace. But that's oh, what I'm trying to make happen right Facebook now. Facebook has a lot of CCMs out there, I've noticed. Yeah, and this one is the CCM ice authentic jersey. The one thing I wonder too, like, I mean, do they get enough blowback where they come back on this? No. I mean, Major League Good. Baseball no, did no. with. You know what? Gary Bettman doesn't give a shit, and they're going to give him the most money, and they're going to make the the owners the happiest, and then they'll there's just... a fucking petition out yeah. there now. No, they'll, what they'll understand, what what'll happen is that yeah, they sign this deal, and then jersey sales will tank, and then they'll just regret it later. That's what they'll do. Um, but I want your final thoughts before we sign off, guys. And we're going to start with uh, Ryan. Final thoughts. Season's almost over. Unfortunately, or or fortunately, I guess you could say. Um, Detroit's not eliminated from playoff contention yet. Keyword is yet. Now they are slowly but surely drifting into the abyss, but they're still playing, if you want to call it that, meaningful games toward the end of March. To me, that's a win. To me, that's progress. People can bitch about it all they want about the Bedard sweepstakes. I gave up on any type of lottery luck several years ago, so I don't really care. Just keep keep getting better. That's all I can ask for. We've got Evanson on the ice. The future is getting closer. So enjoy it while you can. Already Ryan 33. Yeah, I have two final thoughts just quickly. Uh, first one being, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they're playing meaningful games. Um, it, it almost at the end of March. I mean, they've they've really kind of hung around in these games. They haven't really gotten pushed around for the most part, other than that Colorado game. And even then, that game was, what, 2-1 going to the third period. So, you know, they could have folded. They could have folded in Boston. They played a really good game. They were tired. Um, and then they came back the next day, even how tired they were, and they fucking beat the Bruins. So they, they've they've really played. They've really impressed me. And that, I think, has a lot to do with the coach alone. I think, I think really, he's kind of just said, hey, guys, look, we don't have much to lose here. Let's go out there and fucking bust our ass every single night. And they really have. They played really hard hockey. Last thought I have is, uh, and I'll just take this as a little bit of a victory lap for now, um, is I am now 3-0, and about to be 4-0 and in the uh, college hockey bracket, unless Minnesota chokes, which death taxes and Minnesota hockey choking. So we'll see what happens. But you can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91. You can follow me on Twitter at Bringing the Wing. You can follow Grindline Podcast on Twitter at Grindline Pod. We'd like to give a shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet on Twitter for hosting us and spreading us around. 
We also like to give a shout out to Vintage Detroit, which is the only place you should get your Detroit jerseys from. Uh, same with all your other Detroit gear. They're absolutely phenomenal over there. If you use the promo code GRINDLINE on Bring Hockey Back, you'll get 12% off your order. If you use that same promo code on Howie's Hockey Tape, you'll get 10% off. Please go sub to us on YouTube. You can watch all our pretty faces get angry about things. It's fantastic. You can also turn on the notifications for when I post other smaller videos. And you can check out our merch on redbubble.com by searching the grind line. All of our stuff is up there. You can get it on T-shirts, on water bottles, on stickers, on uh, shower curtains. And they're adding new stuff, weird shit all the time, and it's fantastic. So go over there to redbubble.com and search the grind line to find our shop. But that is going to do it for us tonight. So far, Ryan and Tyler, I am Greg. You stay classy, Hockey Town.